Hey, this is John Gunter from the Eagle Community Church of Christ in Mont Bellevue, Texas. Thanks so much for tuning in to another podcast. I'm excited to bring another lesson to you. Uh, this is called A Stronger Mission. We're talking about uh, the way Jesus taught his disciples to pray about uh, the mission of God. So I think it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, we also want to invite you out. You can find us at eaglechurchofchrist.com. You can see all of our worship times and location there. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon. That's all right. That's all right. Good morning again. Um, I saw some of you fanning, and if you're like me, you're like, somebody needs to go turn that down. Uh, I can't see it. Uh, it is turned down. It's just not keeping up right now. So um, that's, that's what that is. I, I don't know. Maybe nobody's like me, but I, I, if I'm sitting over here and I can't see it, it'd be like, somebody, somebody, tell somebody to get up, you know. So that, that's just what it is. Welcome again uh, as we continue our Stronger Summer series where we're encouraging our church to continue moving closer to God throughout this summer. And every, every lesson has been a little different, but it's all been drawing us closer together. Last week, we uh, talked about hospitality and how we should um, show hospitality to our friends, to those people we know, but also pointing out that the Bible, when the Bible talks about hospitality, most of the time, it's talking about, do you show hospitality to the stranger, to the people you do not know? And so we, we looked at several scriptures there where uh, we, we heard from Jesus, we heard from Paul, we heard from Peter, we, we heard from the Hebrew writer, all of them pointing us to practice hospitality. With that in mind, I wanted to start out this morning with a confession one that I don't think my wife knows, which is always fun when I'm standing here and she doesn't know. Evan's loving that. It's not about her, so she's, she's good. So last week, uh, I taught two different times, you know, early service, late service on hospitality and how to practice it. And we looked at that section in, um, uh, from Jesus that says, you know, when you do it to the least of these, you're doing it for me. You know, I encourage this, hey, you know, it's Jesus we're, we're doing this for. We've got to keep it in our mind. And also we went to Hebrews 13, where Hebrews 13 says you need to show this hospitality because you could entertain angels and not even know it, which is kind of freaky to, to think about, right? And I go, was that an angel I just helped, that I just gave that $5 bill to? Uh, and so I encourage you to do that. So after services on Sunday, I had to fly from Hobby via Southwest to Charlotte, just to get to Nashville. So I get to Charlotte, everything's going fine, um, and we're, we're pushing off there in Charlotte, we're leaving the gate, and somebody sitting near the flight attendant either made some remarks or wouldn't listen or something like that. And we all know, like, after 9-11, the airplane is not a safe space for joking or anything like that, right? Like, it's a serious deal. So in just a minute... We pulled back up to the gate, pilots got off, flight attendants got off, and 20 minutes later, security got on. And so had to remove a couple of people, and uh, then we had to sit and wait for their baggage to be unloaded. I'm thinking, if you get thrown off, you just got to wait for that bag to come back, <laughs> wherever, wherever it comes from. So we're, we're, we're taking the brunt of this for them. Uh, but anyway, so I get in late to Nashville, and uh, anybody taken an Uber before? Everybody got an Uber ride? Okay, a few of you. So this is my first time. I knew I was going to have to do it to get over to Lipscomb. 
And so I, I didn't have a lot of battery left on my phone, and so I was actually trying to download the app with not a lot of battery and not a lot of service. And you're like, I don't know which one's going to happen first. You know, is this going to die first? I'm going to get it downloaded. You know, what's going to happen? Uh, because I'd left, I'd left my, uh, my charging cable where I couldn't get to it very easily. And so I'm standing out, uh, just, just left the airport, just right by the parking garage, out there beside uh, where everybody's walking by, and I'm going, come on, you got to do this. And right then, a guy walks up to me. And he walks up to me. I don't know if it's just because I'm the only one standing there. You know, everybody else is kind of moving. I'm just standing there kind of as a, as a target, I guess. But you ever met somebody who tells you their life story in about 30 seconds? Like, like now I'm caught up. I know what's And so he starts telling me this story. And he said, he said yeah, man, I, I had to come into, the, come into town for about, uh, you know, a funeral. And uh, I just found out two weeks ago that he was sick. And you know, I was trying to get up here and I didn't have money. And I, I was trying to get, you know, and, and now I'm here, and now I need to go eat, and I've only got about $1.50 left, and I'm trying to figure out how to, how to drive over there and also get money, you know, for food, and that's, what, that's the conversation we had while I'm staring at my phone going, come on, baby. <laughs> and my response after preaching twice to you guys on Sunday to him was, I don't know how I'm going to get where I'm needing to go. And so I say that as a confession, because just as we talked about how sometimes we feel like our hospitality needs to be perfect, like if I'm going to have somebody over, I've got to clean my house, everything's got to be right, I've got to be in the right mindset, most of the time, ministry and serving others doesn't come prepackaged and pretty. It's in the moment, it's at the worst time, it's when you're not looking for it, and it's just right there in your lap. And I messed up. I was challenged uh, throughout the week in Nashville. Uh, we, we got to see different groups, different uh, uh, kind of parachurch organizations. I uh, went to several churches, talked to a bunch of leaders, and, and one of them uh, uh, during the week said something that just stuck with me. I was like, yeah, that was me. Uh, she said, you know, we are so many times, we are so concerned with uh, efficiency. You know, how is this going to be used? Or eligibility. Are you worth it? Do you, do you check all the boxes to where I can serve you? And she said, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to give something to somebody, and they're going to take advantage of you. So what? How many people are we going to miss because we have run through this checklist and did not give? And so when I preach to you every week, you've heard me say it a couple of times, when I preach up here, I'm preaching as a we and an us. And that includes your preacher who messed up Sunday evening. And I would appreciate your prayers for that. I've thought about that guy a lot since. Uh, and I kind of took that later on. I mean, as soon as the guy walked away, I felt the, felt the weight of it, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I just preached on that and everything. It's like, got it all together here and can't pull the trigger. And I had, I had money in my pocket. I normally don't. I don't have cash, you know? And uh, I had it ready. But I didn't do it. And, you know, it was, it was about me and trying to get what I needed in that moment. So I just wanted to share that with you because what I've experienced in this church is that we do like to confess together. We do like to pray together. And that's not going to stop right here. There's not going to be a wall up here. So I just want to confess that to you. This morning, as we begin, the back screen isn't working this morning, so I'll have to turn around. Sorry to show you my bald spot. One day we were driving to church, and Logan was sitting behind me. He said, Daddy, 
is that hair ever going to grow back? <laughs> no, son, it won't. It sure won't. So that was depressing. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this morning we were talking about mission, that we are going to be stronger in uh, participating in the mission of God. What do you think about when you think about the mission of God? I want to kind of set this up in a, uh, kind of a define the term type of way, because I think for a lot of us, the way we think about what is the mission of God, we think about the ultimate salvation of our souls, right? A lot of times we, we get that in our mind, and that's part of it, but I think it's more than that. It, it, it's something e- even greater. So uh, you ever heard the term uh, too heavenly-minded to be of any earthly good? You ever heard, heard that term before? Like I can describe somebody that is so focused on the future that I'm not really a part of the present. So I'm focused on God, thank you, you know, all this stuff, but we're walking and we're not seeing the people around us. Kind of like a preacher I knew that did that at an airport on Sunday night, um, asking for a friend, right? Um, But the mission of God is greater than that. I've got just a few uh, verses for us to look at this morning. Uh, We have talked about the Lord's Prayer several times, and this is really something, as we did in the class when I first came and interviewed, uh, that can be broken down, and I really like diving in. But look what Jesus says here. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy, uh, be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on where? Where is it, church? On where, church? Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So if we're sitting here this morning thinking it's all about the sweet by and by and I'll fly away only to that, we're missing it. Because the way Jesus taught his disciples to pray is that God, allow your kingdom to come here and let your your kingdom be here just as it is in heaven. And so how is that accomplished? Anybody know we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Say that before. We're supposed to be salt and light in the community. That's not just so we get to the the sweet by and by to be saved by God in the end, but that is to help bring God's kingdom, God's mission to the people around us. How many times in the last few weeks have you seen love your neighbor, love your brother and sister, all that stuff? Remember I said last week, you'd you'd think I was Googling it or something. You're like, how many times does the Bible say? No, it's just the passages I'm going to, uh, to bring you this, this series, in it, love your neighbor, show hospitality, live in community with each other, you know, do the, do the work. That is bringing the mission of God, the kingdom of God to the people here on earth. And so that's part of our responsibility. And in a series like this, where we're calling each other uh, to grow closer to God, that's what it's about is that I'm here, I am salt, I am different, I am here for a purpose. I am light, I am I'm shining the light of Jesus out into the community. This is who I am, this is who Jesus is. We are participating in bringing that to earth. Uh, I love, by the, way, by the way, I love I'll Fly Away. I'm not saying that's a bad song. I'm saying if we're so focused on flying away, that, that's called an escapist mentality. Oh, I can't wait till I'm gone, you know. And then what do we not see? Who do we not see? The people around us who are hurting, uh, who need us, or not necessarily need us, but just need us to be present, to be there. All right, uh, from 1 John 4, a very practical, I think, application of this, this thought is, whoever claims to love God 
yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. There's another one. I wasn't looking for it, but there it is. Because God says here, you know what? If you just say you love me, and you're gonna walk around not paying attention to your brother and sister, right in front of you who you can see, you can't, you can't see me. We can see the works of God, right? But you can't see me in the physical form where I can prove it. Remember I talked last week about uh, how those philosophies like a Francis Bacon uh, and really some of our heritage took like Campbell and Stone, really um, Francis Bacon uh, kind of, uh, they bought into it anyway. And so you had to, you experience everything with the senses. So if I can't see it, it's hard for me to say it's real. So if I say God worked in my life, it's like, well, can you prove it, you know, type of thing. But here, if I'm saying I just love God and I can't see him, I can't prove God, I'm saying I love him, but I'm not showing love to the people in my community, I'm a liar. I'm not practicing it. It's what, it's what James will say. It's, a, it's I'm claiming a faith and you, you have no actions. How do you, how do you prove a faith and, and your faith isn't changing your life? From James 1, um, and I'll just say this about James since I just mentioned it. You know, James is, uh, is kind of considered like a, almost a wisdom literature, kind of like Proverbs. And so you see some different, um, well, just similar to Proverbs in the, in the way that it addresses things. So it's not like a, a Pauline letter where, I'm writing to a people and we're solving a problem, right? There's some different ideas here. So in James 1, he says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless. Anybody want to be considered that way by God? Like when I look at you, Jordan, you have a pure and faultless religion. Man, what, what kind of feeling that be? You know, a pure and faultless religion. A religion that is pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Now, I love this verse for two reasons. One, it's proving my point here. <laughs> but, uh, but what we have done, at least in my context, is we have grabbed the end of this verse and wielded it instead of the beginning. So anybody uh, in their church context, like this verse, you know, keep oneself uh, from being polluted by the world or shun every appearance of evil. Like we have used those to say, I can't be around anyone, basically who needs Jesus, who might be a bad example. Like they're gonna corrupt me in some way. And that, of course that's possible. But we have wielded that and kept the beginning from being true. Like we have not been there for people because we're so worried about being polluted by the world. Well, what was Jesus' ministry? Did Jesus walk around the streets of Jerusalem? Did he walk around the, the hilly mountainsides by the lake going, I got to get away from these people. They're going to corrupt me. Did he, church? Of course not. Jesus actually got in trouble because of who he hung out with. If he only knew what the woman's past was, what her story is that sitting by him, washing his feet, he wouldn't be by her, the religious leader said, right? Y'all, that is still happening in the church today. 
Because as soon as somebody, uh, especially if they're on the payroll, starts hanging out with people that are, you know, I don't know about those people. The initial thought is not, oh, they're helping those people. It is, boy, they have lost it. They're going down the wrong path. Probably need to start a movement. Let's start a petition, unsigned, of course. Not going to sign our names to it. But that's still happening in the church today. But Jesus' example, you don't get that from any of the rest of Scripture. That Jesus is there for people. He is, he is showing the way. You have to be example, an example. You have to be careful, of course. But if we're going to wield a, a verse like this or shun every appearance of evil, we are, in fact, going to be saying, God, I love you, but I don't have time for these people. That I can't, I can't be in uh, community with these people. Part of my week uh, this week in Nashville was uh, just fantastic, by the way, because of the diversity of people I talked with. I'm talking about in race or in uh, what they were trying to do or just anything. And uh, we, we visited with a, a black pastor from a Methodist church, I believe it was. And uh, my thing is, I've always been at majority white churches. And so a, a thought for me has always been, you know, we, meet, we need more diversity. You know, so I'm thinking about that. And I just kind of ask a question like, do you think about any of this, this kind of stuff? I mean, what, what is your mindset with it? And uh, he said, you know, we don't really think about that. And there were some reasons for it that, that his people could come there and be themselves, you know, and all this. He said, we want to be welcoming. We want to make sure there's no, you know, bars, you know, no, no gates to enter or anything like that. But we want to be welcoming, but that's not, that's not our job. We, you know, it's fine if it happens, but uh, he said, I want you to think about this. He said, so many times, he said, we are concerned about having like a diverse church. He said, but what color is your doctor or your dentist or any number of people that are in your life? He said, what color is the person who picks up your trash and have you talked to them? So, so many times we're saying we are bringing the mission of God to this world, and it's like I'm trying to find those people, but I haven't actually experienced the community. I haven't been in the community. It's like I, I claim I want to be a part of this, but it's almost a hands-off. I'm going to look in it from uh, a ways off. And so when we talk about this, we say, hey, we need to reach the people here in our town that, that, uh, that need Jesus. And, and we're sitting here thinking, well, I don't know any of those people. Because all we do is, is we come and we want to worship with the people who are already Christians. The people who already agree with me, the people who, uh, with whom it's, it's mostly safe, we won't have any big disagreements. Because I want to keep myself from being polluted or something like that. And if that's our mindset, we will not reach our community. Because being a part of the, the community is being a part of the community, is getting in there and sweating together. Uh, man, he thought, you've never told me not to call your name. I'm going to call you. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's, he's got some wisdom. Uh, so we moved yesterday, and, you know, during this, I hate moving. I know most of you are with me, surely. But uh, I told Katie, I was like, listen, I am cool if we just pay the exorbitant amount of money and have somebody do it all for us. You know, and I probably reminded her of that 10 times while we were doing it, uh, when we didn't. Uh, but as, as we are unloading yesterday, I told Heath that, and, He's like, yeah, he said, but, he said, you'd miss this opportunity to be with your brothers and sisters here. I mean, we're all drenched. 
we're all tired, backs hurting. I, I've got stuff sore this morning. I didn't know I, you know, I must not have been using regularly or something. <laughs> but we miss that. And that's, a, that's the same thing with our, uh, the people around us. Like, like we can't be a community from the outside just kind of reaching in. We've got to be a part of this. So that means getting involved. That means meeting people that you wouldn't have necessarily met. It means talking to people that you wouldn't agree with on some things. And what we've, I think, uh, lost is our ability to coexist and to walk alongside each other when we have disagreements. And if we disagree, we have to be enemies. I mentioned that. But Jesus challenges us to, to go into the world. You know, he, said, he tells the religious leaders, he said, it's not the healthy who need a physician. It's those who are sick. So don't sit back and point and say, I, he's going down the wrong road because who he's hanging out with or trying to impact. That's who he needs to be going to. So that's a challenge for me, and it was all week. As I interacted with people I, I never, um, I never would have come in contact with otherwise, probably, uh, as we learned about uh, homelessness and racial division and, and you name it from people who have experienced it. We visited the uh, the site of a man who um, was shot by a cop. Um, the guy had a gun as he was running, but he was sprinting away, never pointed at it, and the cop shot him, uh, I think, two times in the back and once in the back of the head. And I came away uh, from the week saying, you know what? Things are complex in this world. Once you think you've got a handle on all of that stuff, you're, you're probably right in the position where you don't have a handle on any of that stuff. But that's what our communities are. That's what this church exists for, is to be the hands and feet of Jesus out in the community. And so I don't want us to be a, a group of people who, just come and we're, we're glad to see each other. But as we go from this place, that we take that witness, we take uh, that, that identity of salt and light out into the community and bring a little piece of God's kingdom right here because that's what we're called to do. Anybody want a better world? Anybody want, want some, some positive changes? Well, that begins with us. It begins with, with people in this room. And, and as, I, as I say, you know, as we go and impact our community, I don't want us to go and think, hey, we're taking all the answers into the community. That's not true either. But sometimes people just need you to walk beside them. As Mickey has been saying in our, um, our family time together, you know, we are called to both, uh, you know, weep when people weep and rejoice when people rejoice. And you can't do that if you're not connected. You can't do that, you know, well, you come to me when we need to do this. Because too long the church has existed thinking as long as we've got the hours posted on the door, people will show up and get what they need. This is our time of, of refreshing and coming together, but we come together so we can go out. But the kingdom of God will be ultimately fulfilled uh, at the end, but it is still coming in right now. So that's my, my challenge to us as a church is uh, just as your preacher has admitted this morning, hey, I, I mess up. But we walk together. We pick each other up. One day you've got it, one day I have. But we walk together here as a community and out in our town 
out in our grocery stores and everywhere we go. And may God bless us in that. We're going to offer an invitation right now. Uh, we'd love to pray with you. This is a praying church. I have, I have loved that. The people want to come and pray, and if you want to come this morning and pray for me, I, I'd love that as well. Absolutely. If you'd like to put on uh, the Lord in baptism, we can arrange for that as well. If you have any needs, would you come as we can and say?